Welcome to Tell Me More, Tell Me More, the podcast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Adicia. And this is a movie musical podcast where we watch a movie musical and then we talk about it. We are in Pride Month. This (laughs) Pride Month is somehow a biopic. Pride Month. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you wanted to... We can say that we want to reflect some real stories as opposed to slightly more fictional ones maybe i don't know whatever <laughs> we're here uh, <laughs> but yeah we're here we're queer get used to it uh i don't know <laughs> we are doing <laughs> rock <laughs> we're doing rock i'm a little chaotic today um, in the brain because i'm tired <laughs> and so like i don't know what will happen <laughs> throughout this episode good luck to you um yeah. yeah. Do you have any history with this movie? Uh no, because this movie came out in twenty nineteen. <laughs> I mean yeah. So. <laughs> is this the first time you've watched it then? I think Yes, it is the first time I've watched it. I went to watch it when it was in uh cinemas, but I just didn't, you know. And that happens with a lot of movies that I mean to watch in cinema. So, I I have like uh, not a history history with it, but like I, I went to watch it when it came out um, with a mutual friend of ours, Ale, and she. There's a. I'll tell you when it happens, like when we get there. But like, there's a moment where she just like burst into tears, and she was loudly sobbing in the theater. Oh wow! <laughs> like okay. from that moment, pretty much until the end of the movie, like, and I was I could wow, not okay. stop. La- I could not like stop myself from laughing because I was just because I'm very uncomfortable with people <laughs> crying um, in cinemas. I'm just like I don't know how to deal with that emotion. Okay, and so like I just I was just like okay. laughing at her the whole like last half hour or whatever it was. Ah. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, we love you, Ale. <laughs> but yeah, that's my history with it. <laughs> oh, Lord. But yeah, I mean, I'm familiar with Elton John. I don't know who wouldn't be. He's one of uh, the most popular selling artists for several decades. Mm-hmm. Um, him and his um, lyricist Bernie Taupin have written some of the most known songs in the world um circle of life (laughs) Uh, from the lion king um was not written by bernie taupin but um elton john uh did i get that right did i make that up i don't think well i know who sings it i don't know if he wrote it but they may well have i think he i think i think he wrote the music for it because um, lyrics don't seem to be his thing. Yeah. Uh, But I can like quickly look that up while you talk. (laughs) I know that he he sung a lot of Disney songs, to be fair. Um, So if I can't remember (laughs) all of them, it's not my fault. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it was composed Uh, by Elton John and lyrics by Tim Rice. Yes, see? 
See, yeah. See, I, I, I know things. I know things. Uh, <laughs> I guess we can get started. <laughs> we open the movie, uh, with Karen Egerton, who's who plays Elton John, the adult version, throughout most of the movie, strutting, uh, down a hallway, slow motion style, uh, in a sort of like winged horned sparkle devil outfit kind of a thing Uh, and he's strutting down and when he goes through the doors he ends up in what looks like an well at first I thought it was alcohol like an alcohol rehab thing but I think it's just general rehabilitation um center session I think it I I don't know how to feel about it because like I think I guess so, but like at the same time, like it really does just it's it really is just like, hi, I'm an alcoholic, and you're like, oh, okay, <laughs> just stomped in on a, um, an AA meeting, and like my initial reaction to that was like, first of all, <laughs> self-importance of like bursting in the middle of a of a session, like everybody's doing their thing. And then you come in and you're like, anyway, here's my story. Okay. <laughs> I think it's just, it's meant to be like representative of how he was when he first came in as opposed to how he is. Uh, because as the movie progresses, he sh- I wonder if they're going to make this into like a stage musical, potentially. Um, but as the sessions begin to go on, um, or continue rather, he begins to strip off layers of his um, outside performative facade, and he just ends up in like a in like a house coat kind of a thing, where he is basically stripped bare of everything that he was putting on to present himself as this larger than life character. Um, yeah. But we'll get into that, uh, I guess. Um, in the analysis. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, we we just started we just started um, so he starts listing off all the things that are wrong with him he's a cocaine addict he has problems with alcohol and sex and all of these things um, he says his name is sir well not sir but um, Elton Hercules John but his real name is Reginald Dwight. He, you get to see a young version of himself, and this is where we then begin a series of flashbacks in and out of a session that is potentially meant to represent multiple sessions. Um, but we're going to just recount his life going from when he's a young child up until the present moment so we have i looked at the i was looking at some comparisons earlier of like elton versus well actually no it happens at the end of the movie too and yeah yeah um the little kid looks almost (laughs) exactly so similar it's so similar it's so ridiculous I don't know where they found that child <laughs> right 
I was like, wow, okay, casting on point. <laughs> oh gosh, but um, yep. Yeah. So, uh, Elton. At this point, we get the first song of the movie and if you were confused if this was an actual musical you are no longer confused because (laughs) we we go down the street everyone starts dancing in the 1950s um it's the bitches back which i did not know that that was a song that elton johns (laughs) i know now fun energy song yeah very good it's high energy it's fun listen to it yeah but yeah so we have that dancing sequence and then we are met with i also love the coloration that they did in that um section where it just highlights uh elton in like full color and everyone else is slightly grayed out um i don't know how they did it it probably very easy but <laughs> we meet Elton's mother Sheila uh, and his grandmother Ivy Sheila seems to be fairly how to describe Sheila she oh lord um she's she not mean she's a very very um, nice to her kid yeah she's she she doesn't demonstrate affection and that also seems to be um something that is common with his father as well but in a different way entirely but it seems like the only like, proper affection the only one that showed him any significant care was his grandmother but uh yeah no uh reggie's father should i just say elton uh, uh you, you can figure it out uh reggie is he likes piano he likes music and his father stanley does not seem interested in hearing any of it he calls almost everything that elton i'm gonna i'm gonna be switching in between this is gonna be happening now um he every time he does something it's fine They'll, they'll <laughs> be fine. He he calls it noise or akin to he tells him to stop. But his grandmother recognizes that he has talent and so he begins taking proper piano lessons. Um he gets into the Royal Academy of Music where his teacher um gets to see that he has a very keen ability to recount things by ear quite easily <laughs> but he is just lacking some proper technique so he has to learn from the ground up uh we get a quite visual representation of Sheila cheating on Stanley with a man who later becomes I guess uh Reggie's dad I don't know if they get married probably do but um i think they do because like they are together pretty much right up until the end yeah but um 
you know, after this um, affair happens, Stanley quite uh, viciously uh, leaves his family saying that he'd been tied down with uh, by Sheila with this child for years and now he has a reason to leave and he just leaves um, and does not look back so uh, Reggie continues to take his lessons at the Royal Academy of Music and but his teacher notices that he does seem a bit bored with the classical pieces also you have to remember that this is uh, probably not exactly the events that happened I think there was also a thing that happened with John Reed who we will meet later who had an issue with his portrayal in the movie but perspectives so yeah I mean, um, also like we have to remember that this is a movie this is not a documentary yeah yeah scripted like this is a screenplay that was written here yeah so like there needs to be like added drama like yeah it's not all like that big and explosive yes <laughs> it's also a movie so let's gain some perspective i don't know yeah 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 um but yes so we see reggie a little um he, he's beginning to grow um and we see him a little older where he is enlisted i think encouraged by his grandmother to play in uh, one of the pubs that they go to and at first he's heckled a little bit but oh I skipped over um I want love which is a song yeah I was like wait (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) um went just after um it's it's when um it's before the affair is presented but it's kind of sung to demonstrate each of them having a personal desire for love but not being able to express it and by each of them I mean um, Stanley, Sheila and <sighs> Reggie I want love not if having all of these songs laid out made me realize that the combination of Bernie Taupin and Taupin, Taupin, Taupin um, and Elton John makes very melancholy music I didn't realize how melancholy some of this stuff was like I mean wow. there's a scene a little later where that yeah. is kind of me- like hey it's happening <laughs> <laughs> you know god like, oh wait a minute this is <laughs> but um yes uh in the pubs Reggie is gaining popularity and we cover a short montage with Saturday Night's Alright where you see him um, growing up uh, like jumping out of windows (laughs) uh, going to Mm. carnivals another big dance sequence um, and we have him as a young adult uh, slightly older than a teenager at this point uh he has a band now uh bluesology and they are recruited by someone who is hiring backup performers for american soul bands so he gets an opportunity 
to tour and play piano in the background for the Isley Brothers, Patti LaBelle, and the Bluebells. Also, I don't know how factual it is that he kisses one of the... I don't know if that's a fact, but... um, (laughs) Yeah, he seems to have a good time touring. Um, He asks for advice from Ronald Isley, whose real name... I think so. He killed the person that he was to become the person that he needed to be. Yeah. Is that not the same person? Yeah, I think so. He basically tells him to write songs and not just change his name, even though that is um, a thing that he would like to do. He still changes his name, <laughs> but he, yeah. he, he takes the first name from one of the members of his band who rightly told him to piss off when he told him that he was going to change his name to his name. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, you can't like have my name. Like, hey, Odysseus, um, I'm thinking of changing my name. Okay, cool. I'm to what? Odysseus now. <laughs> um, excuse, por favor. Yeah, uh, I just I need to spice it up. But like, okay, so <laughs> the name thing—he did get his first name from a bandmate, but he also got his last name from a bandmate. So John no. also comes from a bandmate in the in the movie, no, but like in real life. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I was like, that doesn't happen in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> he attempts to find some success by going to uh, the record company DJM and he is basically trying to demonstrate his ability to is it Ray? That was Ray, right? I think. Ray Williams. He yes starts playing something that he says he just made up on the spot and Ray realizes that there is something to him even if he doesn't have like uh much behind him in terms of lyrics because Elton says that that is the part that he struggles with so when uh, when when um Dick James arrives he hurriedly tries to get Elton to leave by handing him a life-changing envelope <laughs> oh God. I don't think yeah. that's the way it actually happened but uh, lyricist Bernie Taupin is also under um, the same uh, record company and so they're sort of introduced in this way and my god you know just thinking about it the happenstance of someone who can write music but not lyrics and who writes lyrics but not music coming together in such a way that it kind of changed the face of music. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very, <laughs> like, serendipitous and like, oh my god, divine intervention. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, we have the introduction of Bernie Taupin to Elton John. They form a fairly fast friendship over a country song in the movie. Yeah. Um and when they 
return after Bernie has been writing more music, sending it down to Elton back and forth like this. They go to present it to Dick James and initially he is unimpressed and tells them that literally every song that they're playing (laughs) is like so like you said melancholy (laughs) like oh my god you guys this is sad can you stop (laughs) but um he tells them they need to go and get a flat together and continue to work more because this this distance thing is not productive enough for them and not to come back until they have something special so they move in together Elton decides to begin a relationship with his landlady and when they go back to Ronald Isley he recognizes that Elton has now changed his name Um, he discourages him from having um, a settled down girlfriend because that's not the rock and roll life apparently quote unquote and also one of the other singers mentions the fact that Elton is gay yeah, <laughs> he's like, well, yeah. Also, you were gay, and <laughs> and every, and then the, it gets a little tense because like Elton's like, wait a minute, you guys, <laughs> stop, <laughs> not here, not now. He seemed unsure about it, and I can understand that potentially yeah. he was unsure about it at that time. Um, and I think I read somewhere that he um. He said he at first he announced that he was bisexual, but then he later came out as openly gay. So I think he was still in the process of figuring himself out. So it wasn't wrong. But Bernie, Mm -hmm. uh, I I was so concerned because I did not know (laughs) their relationship. What the reaction was going to be like. Yeah, but it was fine. Uh, I love that when they cut back to the rehab session. He was like, this isn't immediately after this scene, but it's like he said, Elton said that they'd never really had an argument in 20 years and he became like the brother he never had. I just appreciate that so much. I don't know what it means to like never have a proper argument with somebody. (laughs) Well, I mean, we've never had an argument, but (laughs) it's like 20 years. I I think it's a personality thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's I mean, claimed that in real life too. Like they've never had an argument. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they return to the flat after that conversation with Ronald Isley, and it's they're on the rooftop trying to after getting yelled at by his girlfriend, whose name I don't remember because she's there for literally two scenes. Um, Arabella. <laughs> Ar- thank you. It seems that. Because of how close the relationship Elton might have tried something and Bernie makes it clear that while he loves him, um, it's not in that way. But their relationship is still maintained. I think Elton, he got over it, but it probably took a while to kind of like quantify just having certain feelings for someone and then trying to just tamp that down. Because of how good yeah. your relationship is. And that makes sense. Like, especially how, like, how much chemistry they probably had IRL and in the movie. Yeah. Theater. You know, like, it's like, do you 
give up like a person that you can like actually hang out with and actually get along with and actually can create a lot of magic with yeah for something that you can just try and unlearn and find somebody else to fill that void or whatever yeah also um during this whole sequence a few more songs happened but not like the full songs um border song which is one that they discuss uh in their initial meeting and uh, oh, i think i wrote somewhere they need to get <laughs> um i guess that's why they call it the blues deserve more time i don't know where but i just i needed, <laughs> it. I needed a longer cut I needed to hear at least a bridge, uh, a verse and a chorus. <laughs> oh god! Oh, it was um, it was when they were performing for, for Dick. Yeah, it was when yeah when they were like going through. So it was just like da 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 da. He's like no, and I was like no. no! <laughs> <laughs> Spotify exists. I shall listen to it later. (laughs) After being evicted by Arabella, um, once he has been, um, once he reveals himself to be gay, Bernie and Elton end up moving in with uh, Elton's mother and grandmother and uh, what's his what's his name? Dan. He kept calling him Dad. I think his name is Fred. His name is Fred. Fred. It seems a bit uh, awkward and uncomfortable. His mother immediately starts talking about how she can't be expected to cook and clean and do all of the things. Meanwhile, her grandmother is in the back actually cleaning the dishes. I'm just like, ma'am, (laughs) ma'am, can you stop? My gosh. Uh, It is during this time. We don't know how much time actually elapses. It kind of takes place in the same day relative, but they start working on a song and it is your song and honestly it's it's a moment like that where i kind of wished that he and bernie taupin were in a relationship because the way that moment where that 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 magical song was created and them just looking at each other and realizing i'm just like god you know shit <laughs> I, feel, I feel that too because like it's because he he leaves to go shave or whatever like um bernie does yeah and elton sits at the piano and he's like no oh, okay i'm gonna work on this song and like it's just like a very like oh my god moment where it's like oh magic is like literal magic is being created in this room right here today history is happening yeah and he comes in and they're both looking at each other like oh my god oh my god (laughs) and it's like yeah i i i I, I do feel that where i'm like oh that's so cute you know what would be cuter is like you could just get up and kiss him i don't know Oh gosh, um, but yeah. So they take the song to James, who just looks delighted. What did he say? Best thing he heard since "Let It Be." <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, oh, you did want, you did want a sappy song. You just didn't want those other ones. 
<laughs> it's just like it has to be the right kind of sappy yeah. to communicate with I guess a broad range of people sure <laughs> after it's recorded and presented and all of that good stuff they get set up to go to Los Angeles to perform at the Troubadour which Elton looks like he's shitting himself at the thought just like no you can't just excuse me <laughs> you can't just spring shit um, like this on me <laughs> he agrees to go eventually they meet Doug Weston who is the owner of the Troubadour uh, seems like a nice kind of surfer guy and he just takes them through all of the stuff there's a band already set to play with him um and ray makes sure of it and also bernie is so cute he's been like dreaming of being a cowboy he sees like a cowboy hat over the bar it's just like this whole sequence is very cute um but just before he has to go on elton bernie comes in and tells him that uh what half of the beach boys are there and stuff like that and he just freaks he goes into the bathroom stall and just refuses <laughs> to come out um initially bernie just looks tired of the situation but ray comes in <laughs> and basically berates him he gets the courage and goes out to perform and it's just um it's crocodile rocking that he ends up playing or crocodile rock really they, yeah i think they say irl that song came out like two years later uh, but like I don't know narratively it makes, makes sense, sense. yeah I'm gonna have... that's it right yes I think yeah so. that's that's the one because like I remember like the part where he's just like starting and everyone's like unsure they're like mm-hmm. okay is this what this guy's got to offer a lot happens in that performance. It's also our first glimpse of John Reed, the man who will do many things for and to him. His performance goes well. It's great. Um, after that, they, they're going to a party invited by Doug to celebrate. But Bernie has met a young woman in the time that he's been there he um basically just leaves elton at this party where he knows no one (laughs) uh to hang out with this girl and we get the song um tiny dancer when elton is reflecting when he's sitting on the stairs by himself elton is approached by john reed who tells him he did great i think elton asks him if he likes the music and he says not as much as the man behind it and i'm like "Ooh, you slick you sly you cool (laughs) he talks about how he's a music manager and all that stuff and they go off and they spend the night together after that things start to go (gasps) awry just a little bit um he continues to perform at the uh at the troubadour for a bit ray has a few more gigs lined up for him across the country before they go back to england um he asked he elton asked john to come with him 
kind of in an earnest way and John doesn't seem to take him seriously like he'll just look him up afterwards which is cruel and unusual but (laughs) but I mean it's fair they like they slept together once a couple more songs happen I can't quite remember this movie was so long guys this movie was two hours long (laughs) packed 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 with songs some of them feel like underscore type soundtracks other times it's like he's singing um like diegetically and then other times it's like oh no it's like a musical number yeah he goes back to england the next thing i remember significantly is when he is singing um that one (laughs) in the recording studio that is another terribly popular song by elton john and kiki d john reed returns in that moment and has it is basically saying um he couldn't stop thinking about elton and so they send them out of the out of the studio and they make out and he asks him what he wants and elton says dinner and john's like you're so humble <laughs> oh god and i'm like yeah and you take that humble boy and you ruin him you wreck his life um the next song that comes up is honky cat um which is happening during that spending sequence yeah. of events yeah. where they just go honky shopping cat. for all these things they go to if, if this fancy dinner after he has become a bit more flamboyant in his everything they go to djm and basically transfer over his managerial ship from that company to reed being elton's manager and i'm like this is a terrible bad 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 <laughs> this is terrible i know this is in the past but i wish i could tell you how bad this is <laughs> elton is gradually becoming more and more worn down by his lifestyle of having to constantly perform and do all of these things he starts drinking more is the first thing that happens and we can we can see it begin to escalate um as the movie progresses to the point where he like drinks like a half cup of vodka and half orange juice in the morning and just chugs it first thing he's having also some issues uh trying to manage his anger because reed comes across as a fairly um again not terribly affectionate uh person and i think for all of their relationship that we've seen bernie and elton they're not unaffectionate but i think there's like a physical distance that is maintained just to not overstep any boundaries i I think a lot of this um and a lot of problems that arise stem from a, a proper lack of affection um that is shown towards elton which is why he has issues managing his emotions and xyz we get the pinball wizard uh sequence which is him after he goes to his dad and then goes to call his mom yeah so yeah like so he goes to his dad's and his dad is like i'm proud of you blah 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 and then um asks for an autograph and is like oh it's for a colleague of mine who's a huge fan 
and from that he's already like Ugh. and he's like well i'm gonna call my mother also and ruin my day further also when he was visiting his dad his dad has two more children and he is so physically affectionate with them he hugs them they're allowed to climb all over him and things like that whereas his father would barely touch him when he was a child so i think that also just really like ate at him a bit he goes to call his mother um they're on their way to a performance and he goes to call his mother in 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 the middle of them being in the taxi he just yells for the taxi to stop calls his mother his mom is like oh i'm trying to watch the bit of the telly with you're gonna come on and i'm like he's on the phone to you what does it matter (laughs) if if you're gonna watch him on the like what kind of cognitive dissonance (laughs) where you'd rather watch your son on the television rather than listen to him on the phone with you like what is wrong with you yeah oh god but he calls her and basically comes out to her uh, in a very kind of forward way and she's just like he's just like what are you gonna say and she's like I've always known I've known for years and at first I thought oh you know maybe this maybe he can have like one parent like even if she's like not so affectionate she just like doesn't care she's like apathetic about everything yeah, so yeah. he's like oh you you don't care and she's like not really but you're choosing this lifestyle and just know that you're never gonna be loved properly and I'm like god damn it woman <laughs> and I know that's probably what she actually said because there are certain words that parents say to you sometimes that you cannot forget and no yeah. matter how much you try but yeah he has a fight a little fight and then they get back in the car or whatever wait yeah they there's go... also a, a, a small disagreement that happens between uh bernie and elton i actually don't know the, the chronology it's it's after that it's right after that because okay. he gets hit in the face by um by reed and so at that performance, he's trying to cover up the um the red mark on his face. And he goes out afterwards and he encounters Bernie in the hallway. And that's when he has the disagreement with Bernie because he's upset because you can see in the corner that Reed was kind of flirting with some stage hand, I don't know, mm-hmm. um, just right there in front of him. And um, Bernie was like, you don't have to put up with this. And Elton just says, uh, what's to say? Like, just shut up and write the lyrics, Bernie. Oh, Something yeah. like that. It was like, they don't pay to see Richard, Reg, Reggie Blight or whatever. They pay to see Elton John. And then he's like, I'm sorry. Yeah. And he's like, I know. <laughs> and by El- <laughs> so Elton says, I'm sorry. And Bernie's like, I know. And then he walks off. Uh, is that the pinball wizard i think that's the pinball wizard interlude and it's just a transformation going through a bunch of costumes spinning around and around and you can see it wearing him out like he is getting exhausted um one thing i do like about uh, this um one of the things i like about this movie is a 
the way that we just cannot tell how much time has passed because he doesn't know how much time has passed. So yeah, like, he keeps it. Yeah, the like, the whole like blackout thing. Yeah, you're like, how many days has it been? And it's just been months. And then he'll be like, I don't know what time it is, and you'll be like, Oh, okay, yeah, no, he's confused too. It's right after the pinball wizard sequence. He blacks out and wakes up, and he's at his house, his mansion, his his whole thing. Um, and apparently there's going to be a party there today, but it was meant to be next week, but next week is now because he has, I think he's just so exhausted of performing, of all of this stuff. Plus, Reed is just there cheating on him by the pool with his secretary sucking his dick. So... Yeah, uh, just like at home. It's it's in the open. Yeah. There's no need for secrecy. All right. Yeah. So he tries to push um, Reed out, but it's an inopportune time because his um, his mom and Fred arrive, as well as their neighbors. They've flown over from England for the party. Um. Elton is just so miserable and upset. He, he, the party's at his house, but he's not hosting it. Reed is hosting it. Um, Bernie arrives with two women in tow and takes them to meet Elton, but Elton is in his robe, um, just drinking. He overdoses, um, on pills and then uh jumps into the pool um to try to end his life he's like yeah i'm about to die then we see a small version of himself in like a it's a it's a it's a diving suit but it kind of also substitutes as like a space suit but it's underwater um Mm -hmm. it's also very shiny he is rescued from the pool um, while Rocket Man is going as well. And we have this sequence of him, like, no time at all, where he is into the ambulance, his stomach is pumped, he's lifted up, he's put into a costume and back out on stage. Like, he has, there's no time for him to actually recover before he has to go back out and perform again. Another and it just the happens because it was after that pool incident it was like two days before he went back out to perform that that um is it madison square garden i had no idea what what uh, place is dodger state Do- dodger stadium yeah i have like no yeah that's why he's that's why he's in the baseball um, all right that makes sense thingy. i guess but yeah so it was <laughs> two days before that and then he's back up and then turn around and he's like okay here I am let's let's sing that's also a lot like I don't know if it actually happened but Reed calling him a self-indulgent prick while he's being carted away on a gurney is just like the icing on the shit cake honestly (laughs) so just like it's it's so awful and just like the words of rocket man at that moment like really hit in a different way um yeah, rocket man the, burning out his fuel up here alone i'm just like oh god yeah that that bit in the pool when he's 
saying to himself when his younger self working with his younger no when his younger self was saying to him I don't know but it's just like yeah. very like oh wow Oof, he's he's really alone oh my god he is so alone I am very sad he is so <laughs> alone <laughs> god um I mean, it's the title of the movie, yeah, as if you know literally. no other song. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. But um, after that, we get um, the Benny and the Jets sequence, which oh, I referred to... Yes. Uh, yeah, I, I, I refer to as the contact-esque sequence. And if you don't know what contact is, look at rent. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, it's, it's yeah, my... it's like an orgy-ish, like, modern dance type of thing. Where he's just sort of, like, floating in life while, like, uh, and the jets is happening. Um, another good song, by the way. That's that song. Yeah, I know from Twenty Seven Dresses. <laughs> I was gonna say. <laughs> um, the thing is, Benny Benny and the Jets has such a different connotation for me because when I was young, um, my brother had like a playlist of seventies uh, songs, and that was on it. So it reminds me of my childhood in a weird way. So seeing it in that context is really <laughs> like the oh, juxtaposition wow. is is very um it's funny but it's 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 a lot. Bernie decides to leave. <laughs> Bernie oh, right. oh Jesus. In the um, of flight or something. They're flying and he's like I think I'm thinking of going home. Yeah. And he, he asked Elton basically to come with him. He's I think Bernie recognizes that he can't force Elton to do anything that he doesn't want to do. And also Elton seems to just snap at these times at any moment. So he he tries to suggest that they go to his ranch, to his home, and just you know, like they were before, just at home working on music together um but elton is just having none of it um and tells bernie to go off and do whatever um because he would like to work with other collaborators and there is a real life um gap in their collaboration as well where bernie went off and wrote for other people and elton worked with some other um songwriters as well um, and like you mentioned, he has worked with other songwriters in the past, but this was like an actual break that they took from each other, yeah. which I guess sometimes you need breaks from people. Um, but then they came back together and just decided to rekindle their their writing relationship. This is in real life. Rekindle their writing relationship. Um, and they've been together since. Yeah. kind of a thing um, in real life Elton was in the process of doing a farewell tour um, from like performing 
uh, which has been interrupted by <laughs> by the situation at large. Bernie left. Uh, he, Elton, then proceeds to work with um, another group. He forms a relationship with a woman called Renata, um, who he ends up marrying after they sing. <laughs> Um, don't let the sun go down on me. Is that the one don't they sing? I think the yes. Um, go down on me. And then <laughs> they like get married, and you're like yeah. question mark. <laughs> yeah, John Reed is there in his shades. Bernie looks unimpressed. Um, <laughs> walking beside him, his mother looks just like. Mm. <laughs> Uh, and then we don't get to see much of their relationship. They seem to sleep in separate rooms. Um, at breakfast, it's the thing I mentioned before with the vodka and orange juice. And Elton just apologizes without Renata really having to say much. The, the, the tone of I'm sorry, I know, uh, from from Elton to whoever he's apologizing to um, is this is the second time it struck now mm-hmm. he goes to have dinner with his mother and Fred and oh, right, correct. Yes. We could, yeah that's that's when that song happens he um, we could tell some time has passed now because his mother's face is different <laughs> Uh, love that digital aging technology. They try to have a conversation, but his mother starts going on about how badly she feels for Renata and how she didn't deserve that. Um, and just basically berating El- like I don't know how you can look at your son, who is uh, world-renowned, world-famous, um, gold record, platinum record selling like selling artist known around the world and tell him that you're disappointed in him. Like, how narcissistic <laughs> do you have to be to reduce your child just so you can you can feel like it's he is not an embarrassment despite the Anyway, she wants to move to Menorca, um, and she wants money, uh, for the for the move. Well, I think she just wants him to buy, buy her the house rather. Well, yeah. But yeah, she calls him a disappointment. He goes off to the bathroom to cry about it, and when he comes back out, that's when the um, sorry seems to be the hardest thing sequence begins. Sad. Why can't we talk it over? That's a very good song. Yeah. Bernie appears, um, and we get to see their relationship again, uh, briefly. Uh, he he ends up falling out with Bernie as well because he accuses Bernie of not being there when he needed him. But, and I feel bad because I'm like, Bernie is not a mind reader. 
if you spend all your time pushing someone away how are they meant to know when you need them so (laughs) i just like what did you want him to do it's but again this is when how i started crying from here until the end uh oh i mean that's a reasonable (laughs) point to start crying it's not unreasonable um uh, but yeah, he ends up falling out of Bernie. Bernie sings. Uh, I don't know if in the in the movie there had been any any point where someone else had begun to sing apart from like him like with someone, but he right. just starts singing on his own. I was I was impressed. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why. That's, it's probably not It's probably not significant. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> But yeah, so that happens, and that song is "Goodbye Yellow Brick Road," is what Bernie starts off singing. <sighs> Elton then takes over the song. He ends up having a heart attack. We see just how callous uh, John can be, where he's just like. He's in the hospital, but um, Bookmore shows, and he'll 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 get him out, uh, up and ready, in a bit. And I was like, this is ridiculous. I, I don't understand. Like ill, like ill, ill. <laughs> yeah. Like, like he's actually minutes? gonna die this way. <laughs> like wow. Yeah. And we can just see the weariness on his face as well. So when we turn back to Elton, he is getting dressed in the outfit that we saw him in the beginning. And he is, he just looks world worn. I think he's in uh, getting ready to play Madison Square Garden at this point. He's getting ready to go on and he just walks the other way out of the stadia across the street. <laughs> into a taxi and takes himself to rehab because lord knows no one else is gonna help him <laughs> and yeah i'm guessing this is just one of those sessions um where he is doing like proper self-reflection on all of the events that happen in his life he is um addressing the ghosts of his past in the form of uh, all of his relationships his mother his father his god bless his grandmother honestly yeah i don't know if he would have survived um but yeah everyone that hurt him uh, or people that he hurt in turn in in regards to bernie um and yeah he he hugs his younger self um it's it's a moment where it's sort of mimicking uh when his younger self was asking his dad will he ever hug him or whatever yeah and he didn't get the affection that he needed from his father so he gave it to himself which is something he um, never have to do that's so crazy yeah um but uh, yeah, after that, we see Bernie comes to visit him at rehab. They end up um, 
working out some of their friendship issues a bit and initially Elton seems a bit hesitant um, but Bernie just basically tells him he was he's not afraid of performing he was afraid to feel again um, but I guess it's it's something that he can work through and like, we know that he like this isn't this doesn't end on a sad note yeah. so we get the song I'm still standing um, where like in contrast yeah where in contrast with his um, like devil outfit it's just like kind of like clean suit like chipper just like um, and yeah he, he dances his way out of rehab um, <laughs> yeah he he does he does. It's a musical moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They 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 have like I I meant to look up the I'm still standing music video if there was one because I felt like I felt like it was just like taken directly from something. Yeah, I think it but... is. I think it is like just uh, uh, remake of that video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm I'm looking I'm looking at clips from it right now I yeah he he literally just <laughs> yes that's so funny um but yeah and then the movie's over we get clips of where Elton John is now um his his life he's been 28 years sober but he has issues with shopping still that is rocket man there is a song that plays in the credits um that they actually ended up because it was written written by um, Elton and Bernie and sung by Elton and Taryn, and um, I'm oh, right. gonna it, love it, it me won, again. It won an Oscar. Yeah. And a Grammy, I think as well. Um. Yeah. What do we think? I don't know. It's a biopic. <laughs> I'm. Not, <laughs> I don't know how I feel about biopics a lot of the time. I guess because I, the ones that I generally watch tend to be ones that are about either celebrities that I really really am interested in or like their histories of celebrities I'm really really interested in or like just musicians even if I didn't really listen to them yeah and like there is they're very formulaic (laughs) because like yeah (laughs) like they, they have to sort of they try because they try to fit in a, a person's life into a three-act structure of like a basic movie and so yeah. like it feels like a lot of especially musician um centered biopics tend to have like pretty much the same beats and pretty much very similar problems like a lot of mm-hmm. the time the low point comes after years of drug use and this is like a low point of the uh, person being like oh drugs shouldn't be doing them okay <laughs> <laughs> let's pick it up and like I know these are people's real lives but at the same time it's like how is there an there is there a way to read to write a biopic that wouldn't be the same and like even though this does fall under those same like sort of ticks those boxes I appreciate mm-hmm. very much that it is a straight musical that like yeah. like 
the songs don't necessarily chronologically fit into when they were written and released in Elton's life, but rather where the emotional beats make sense with the songs. And I really, really yeah. appreciate that. Yeah. I, um, I, how, how, how do I structure this? I, I, I appreciate, I fully think that they're going to make this into a stage musical. <laughs> sure. I feel like just the way that it's structured, the fact that it's already two hours long. Yeah. Like you pop yeah, in yeah, an yeah. intermission, it is the full thing. Mm-hmm. Like they just, they did not care. But I, 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 I feel, I don't know how much more they could have done with it in the time that they were given. And I'm kind of glad that they left off the last 28 years of his life. <laughs> yeah, of course. Because yeah. I, I don't think I could watch more movie. if I Like, it was a good movie. Don't get me wrong. Good yeah. movie. Yeah, Just yeah, yeah. Some movies, you feel the length of them. Some you don't, but some you do. This one you I, do. I, After an I hour and a half, like I was like, movie. this movie should be over. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off with music and choreography, uh, there was I was okay. So I didn't. I haven't like watched any trailers for Rocket Man. I haven't like really like gotten into it. So I did not know <laughs> that there was like this much choreography in the movie. Yeah, I didn't know it was like like a visible like um. They're, they're, they're just gonna burst out dancing at, at any point and there's like sequences I think also because I, I thought it was like focused on Elton John I didn't think there would be like so many other people involved if that makes sense sure Does that makes sense I, I, I um, understand what you mean <laughs> trying to say, yeah. music and choreography uh, I mean Elton John has iconic uh, music he has been creating music for so long like I, I don't know I don't know how to I think this came up before in another jukebox I don't know how to rate something like that where the music is just so symbolic of the character and it's about that actual human person um I think the music's great I don't know how to how to be like no I didn't like I didn't like any of the songs yeah um no, I, I thought I thought the I thought the music was great. Um, yeah. So for music and choreography, uh, pianos, I'll give it four four and a half pianos. Like it's a good time. Yeah, I like Elton John's music, man. Like, you know, <laughs> I'm pretty sure anyone could find at least five songs that they like of Elton John yeah. if they tried. Like, there's so many. There's just statistically, I feel like <laughs> you can find something that you're like, oh, wait, that's kind of bops. Um, they used at least three songs that I know that I I really, really like and others that I'm like, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, they happened. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I really, I, I like the music. The choreography was fun. It was a fun time. Um, that sequence of the ambulance bit into the oh my God. into the baseball outfit. Yeah, that was cool. That was like a cool little contemporary piece. 
dug it. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll give the whole thing. Uh, yeah, four four and a half piano sounds sounds like a very reasonable score to give it. Yeah, work work went into it. Yeah. Um. Uh, sure. Okay. So that was music and choreography. Then for a uh, story. Again, it's a fictionalized account of someone's real life events. I'm pretty sure they got some things wrong. I mean, you're only as good as your memory. So, and memory is very personal. It's all about perspectives and opinions. So, um, I'm pretty sure other people might have words to say about how they were portrayed. Uh, John Reed. Uh, so, but in terms of story, I appreciated, like, the blackout scenes made it a little confusing, but I appreciated them because we could really start to feel like the jumps weren't necessarily just because time was passing. Time was passing and he wasn't fully aware of it, um because of all of the drugs and the alcohol and all of that stuff so um, I think for the way that they portrayed the story of him growing up and things like that um, I'll give it I'll give it like this is a this is a good movie it's a long movie but it's a good movie I say it's long like Avengers is longer but like you have to understand <laughs> this is not an action movie yeah <laughs> I've I've grown complacent. But this I will give four 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 pairs of of winged boots. Uh, how about you? I yeah, story like we said is a fictionalized account of a real person's existence, and so like take it with a grain of salt and whatever. And like some characters <laughs> are probably not as horrible as depicted. Um, but we need drama. It's a movie. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that they added the drama for the movie. Um, <laughs> really, really dislike the parents so very much. I was like, don't have children. <laughs> if you're not going to be nice to them at least once in their lifetime, that is awful. Um, I mean, there should there are so many more qualifications for that, but <laughs> what I'm saying, it, it, it just... They rubbed me the wrong way, and I hated having to watch those scenes specifically. Um, mm-hmm. But most of the, you know, the rest of the storytelling, I appreciated and how it was um, presented to us. And so I shall give it another. F- I also give it four. I'm like on. I'm on board with where you're going. Four. <laughs> uh, boots. Yeah. Oh God, Kobe. Can we can we make it three for three? Okay, so um, overall enjoyment. Um, I watched this movie at like midnight, so um, my enjoyment was tempered by my tiredness. Um, but I did enjoy it. Um, that is to say, I was awake for all of it, uh, despite getting confused a little in the middle. But, um, I would like, I I don't, I feel like it could be, maybe, 
not condensed. You can't make it shorter, I think. But maybe just like some structural tweaks and I think it would be like indisputable. I think it was, um, I have not seen uh, Bohemian Rhapsody, which was another uh, biopic that came out um, mostly because it's controversial. Yeah. Um, From what I heard, this did not have nearly as many questionable things about it. Uh, So I think in terms of enjoyment, I will rate this a four feathery glasses. I had a fun time. Like you said, it's to me, it's just it's a little too long. It, It really is not like like that half hour you don't think half hour goes you don't think a half hour is long and so you're like i'm sure the story should have been over i'm sure (laughs) we could have found a way um and they could have they could have found a way they just didn't want to um but like i can see it as like you said as a stage production like potentially is that length and i'm like yeah for sure for some reason i can like in like i mean not just me it's like the whole world can be like yeah i can sit for three hours in uh, a theater and watch people sing at me for three hours however to sit and have to in your own room by yourself <laughs> yeah like, i think that might have been what it was that might be just, what it is right it's just like okay this is I think even if I if I had gone to see this in a cinema I think like seeing it like on a big screen like with other people I think would have like increased like the personal enjoyment Mm -hmm. of it but yeah I think I think having to be alone yeah it does change the way you feel about the length of something uh, sometimes so all that being said I did have a good time like I'm not (laughs) like you know I'm not saying this is a terrible movie don't go watch it absolutely go watch it Uh, maybe watch it with some people have fun with them you know Um, yeah I'll give it four glasses yeah four glasses I know we're 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 three for three. <laughs> We're in sync today. Wow. Look at that. Is this the only time we've ever done that? <laughs> I, I feel think like... we have before. I don't... Yeah. I, I want to <laughs> be like, we, we've probably agreed on something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. You tell us. Um, yeah, that was Rocket Man. <laughs> Here on Tell Me More, Tell Me More. We are obsessed, there are things we adore. Why don't you listen? Listen, we'll tell you, tell you about theater, or really whatever. These are our obsessions. So, um, this is a section where we are normally dedicated to um, telling you about the things that we are obsessed with. Um, as you know, theaters have been closed 
for a long while so there's not that much new Broadway news that's coming out um, shows are still being added to YouTube um, and other streaming services to be watched for free um, so hit those up if you haven't yet um, I wanted to take this moment to talk about um, black Broadway news because at the current moment there is a lot of um, discourse um, and talks about uh, uh, what happened in the United States with George Floyd and generally uh, the treatment of black people around the world. So uh, Broadway has an event coming up uh, next week by the time you listen to this it will be that week um so it is a three-day event called broadway for black lives matter again um and it will be a few 90-minute sessions uh over the three days uh talking about talking to um black industry professionals things like that they'll be talking about systematic racism and their experiences uh, in Broadway, I think about what it has meant to be black in Broadway. Um, And I think it would be good to check that out if you can. Yes, so. The event that Odysseus is talking about, the Broadway for Black Lives Matter again, is taking place on the 10th, 11th, and 12th of June, um, which are in the next upcoming days. Um, To receive updates, to sign up to receive updates, you can go to bwayforblm.com. That is B-W-A-Y-F-O-R-B-L-M.com. And, uh, yeah, (laughs) Um, then you've got updates about what's going on. Um, Also, I would like to say, if you are out there protesting, I hope you are keeping safe and smart. If you are unable to protest and are signing petitions and donating, we are thankful for that. If you are educating yourself, your family, your friends, the people in your lives that have been a little bit dodgy, uh, we appreciate that. And I would also like to extend a request for you to support Black theater, Black performers, Black artists. Um, This is composers, lyricists, uh, singers, dancers, actors, uh, writers, all kinds of artists. I will be sharing some resources as well as ways in which you like. I will be, I will be sharing some resources alongside um, some artists and shows and stuff that you can support in this time. I think it's uh, important. Uh, there are things beyond uh, musical theater that I'll probably share on our Twitter, but as a general, because that's, that's, you know, our sort of circle, our wheelhouse is musical theater and theater in general, so 
that's why personally that's why i'm asking you to support artists because they need your support too um uh, black artists that is um uh, yeah it is a really weird time and i hope everyone is definitely taking care of themselves um mentally as well because it's such an exhausting time right now it is such a an emotionally taxing time right now so so long as you're taking care of yourself and still you know doing what you gotta do because the fight isn't over <laughs> it's been a long time coming it's been happening but it's gained some momentum that i'm hoping we're able to sustain for an extended period of time until significant changes are made um but yeah that is all i've got to say right now about that so again all resources and links and articles and lists and all kinds of things um that i'm sort of i've sort of mentioned i will be sharing on our twitter um primarily i'm not very able to use our instagram right now um but twitter will have links and stuff and i know i've said before like oh i'll start sharing on our twitter um but i've not really ever had anything significant to post on our twitter and right now it's kind of an important moment so i will share things that support that important moment um but yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> but yeah i don't know man it's we're tr i'm trying personally to like <laughs> like have my moments of like just sort of uh peace if that makes sense just sort of like yeah my moments of being like not upset <laughs> um i've been able to yeah. do that uh, in the last few weeks because i've been taking um a course of nifa but like and that's sort of helped because that's like a three hour block of me just doing learning or whatever musical theater and just sort of being in that bubble and then now yeah. i'm like oh i have all this real free time and it's gonna be a really really weird time and using social media <laughs> at this time is just like a ah you know but yeah i don't want to leave this on like a ah no <laughs> truth true um show must go on they will be putting the whiz on live i guess probably um on the 12th of june 2020 so you can go watch that it's a fun time i think it's the the whiz live that happened a few years ago with queen atifa and and neo right and amber riley yeah, Possibly. I never watched that one. So and Mary J. Blige. So it's a, it's a, it was a good time. You can follow us on social media at um, TMM, TMM Podcast. It's on Instagram and Twitter. When Instagram's working again, you'll see. Um, you can follow us on Tumblr at uh, tell me more, tell me more podcast.tumblr.com. You can be a patron on our Patreon for any amount of money that you're willing to give. Um, if you search for TMM, TMM podcast or tell me more, tell me more podcast, you'll probably find us there. 
you can follow the playlists that we have of the songs that we like uh, from each movie that we review um, on Spotify. So if you go search TMM, TMM podcast, there are like three playlists right now, 2018 faves, 2019 faves, 2020 faves. Um, you can email us on at tell me more, tell me more podcast at gmail.com about anything theater related, podcast related. I don't know. Whatever you feel like is relevant and you're like, hey, we need to, I need to talk to them immediately. You can email us there. <laughs> um, is there anything else that you would like to say? Um, uh, nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, then, thank you for listening, and you'll catch us on the next episode. Um, for Tell Me More, Tell Me More podcast, I've been your host, Leah. And I've been your host, Adicia. And uh, we'll see you later. Bye! Or you'll hear us later. Bye!